morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. God's not done yet. It's not over yet. There's more that God wants to do today. You might be at home and you might be watching from your living room. I just want you to reach out to God right now because God's not done ministering. If you have a need, God can meet it. If you have a situation, God wants to step in to your situation. And God wants to do a work because he's the one that can do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a great atmosphere in this room. In this kind of an atmosphere, that's when God can do about anything. Because faith is increased and people are ready to receive from God. And I believe God can fill you with the Holy Ghost today. I believe God can heal your body today. I believe God can answer that prayer today. In Jesus' name. I believe we're going to step into the Word of God here right now because this Word is going to just take us to where God wants to take us to. I felt this message this week, and I really felt that today we needed to have this message preached at Life Church. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 15. We're going to read a couple of verses at the beginning of that chapter and then a couple of verses a little bit further down in. Exodus chapter 15, verse 1 says this. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. I'm not not done yet, but I want you to think about this. This is a great victory that has just happened for the children of Israel. They just got through the Red Sea, and the enemy was just destroyed in their dust. Moses sung the song, I will sing to the Lord, for the Lord hath triumphed gloriously. He has triumphed in a great way. He has gone above and beyond my wildest expectations. Because not only has the horse, but it's the horse and the rider. My, the entire enemy's army has been thrown into the sea. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. Moses is singing the song. He said, he is my God, and I will praise him. Someone said, praise him. him. He is my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Someone say, exalt him. him. He goes on to sing this song for 18 verses in this chapter. We're not going to read all 18 verses of this song, but down at verse 20. 
after the song has been sung by Moses. Verse 20 says, Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, and actually Moses' sister as well, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Wouldn't that be quite the scene? And Miriam answered them in song. She began to sing. Sing to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Someone say contagious praise. Someone say contagious praise. There's something about when the people of God, when someone decides I'm going to praise God, doesn't matter if anybody else is going to praise God or not, I'm going to praise God. Something begins to take place. And we're going to talk for a moment here today about contagious praise. Jesus, I pray, God, that you would anoint my lips of clay. God, I pray that you would anoint the ears of your people, God, to receive this word. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let the truths of your word go forth with power and authority, God. Do something supernatural in this place, God, as we conclude this service together. And everybody said in Jesus' name, God bless you as you find your seats. You know, there's a lot of things that are contagious. Amen? There's just a common cold. If you've got one, keep your mask on. You know, I haven't, I almost always catch a cold in the fall and a cold in the spring. I haven't had a cold for like almost two years now. I'm telling you, this thing works. <laughs> it really does. It's contagious. The stomach flu is contagious. If you've got the stomach flu, stay home. Of course, we're, we're living in the time of COVID. COVID is contagious. And, and as we heard um, in the news and as you've talked, there's these variants that are even more contagious. We're wearing masks and we're, we're social distancing and there's three seats between you and, and there's rows blocked off in the sanctuary and there's a limited number of people allowed in the room. And, and you know, it's just, there's, there's little numbers of people allowed upstairs in Sunday school all because of the contagious COVID. There's a lot of other things that are contagious as well. Fear is contagious. And we've had a lot of contagious fear in our society over this last year. Doubt is contagious. If you're doubting and you're putting it down and I'm not sure it's going to happen and I don't know that God's going to, you know what, that, that can get on me. Got to be careful how we talk because doubt and fear and negativity can be contagious. Now, all the things that I mentioned are negative. But there's something that is contagious 
like doubt and fear and unbelief and COVID and stupid flus. I shouldn't say that. I don't know why I thought stupid. (laughs) Flus and and (laughs) I guess they are a little (laughs) of that. That was a word we weren't allowed to say at my house. I don't know why it came out. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Sister Sherry. (laughs) My kids are not in the room right now, so I guess it's just me and you and everybody else. But, But there is a thing that is contagious that's good. I'm calling it contagious praise. You see... The children of Israel had been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. We think we've got problems for a month or two, and we think we're about ready to, you know, okay, lose our mind, okay, you know, slit. I mean, we're, 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 we're thinking that it's just like, we're, we're like, I'm done. They had trouble for 400 years years they were in bondage they were creating cities for this pharaoh they were working hard from sun up to sundown they were the bible says they had some very harsh taskmasters they they would whip them and they they used to provide the straw and they started to complain a little bit about you know it's this is hard work they said well guess what we're not going to provide the straw anymore you're going to get the straw and you're going to produce the same amount of stuff that you were producing before we gave you the straw they had some troubles they were being beaten and we know the story how that Moses was raised up as the deliverer of the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and the plagues come, and there were ten plagues, and finally that, that tenth plague came. It was the death angel was going to pass through the land. And, and if the death angel saw the blood on the, the lintels and the doorposts of the house, he would pass over that house. And there would not be a death of a firstborn human or a firstborn animal in that house or that, those barns. Pharaoh... When this happened, he finally gave in and said, you can go worship your God. You can leave. I don't know about you, but how many in this room are grateful that you're no longer living bound by sin and in slavery, in chains of sin, that you've been set free from that sin? You're no longer bound. You've had the blood of the lamb applied to the doorpost of your heart, and you're now free. I'm grateful for the freedom that comes through the blood of the Lamb. I'm grateful for the freedom that I've personally received and we have received because Jesus Christ went to a cross and he shed his blood for you and for me. Freedom is a wonderful thing. But just like Pharaoh... When the people were set free, Pharaoh decides, I'm not going to let them go very far. I'm going after them. And the devil would like to come after us too. The devil would like to come and he would like to to take away that freedom and to get you bound again in sin once again. And it happens all too often. And so Pharaoh is coming after the children of Israel. But I want to let you know today when God gives you complete freedom... 
there's going to be complete freedom. I'm ready to be set free and be free indeed. I don't want to be just temporarily set free, but I want to be completely set free. And when God gets ready to set someone free, there's no obstacle that can hinder. There's nothing that can stop the freedom and the victory that comes through Jesus Christ. I I believe right now as a church, we're in the middle of a mighty move of God. Now the devil is fighting. Amen? Amen? He likes to always fight. And when you start to make some steps forward in faith and see people come to get baptized and see people have their lives changed, the devil's going to come after them and us to fight. But I believe that God's already opening up the door of the miraculous. I believe that God has opened up the door of the supernatural. I believe that deliverances are taking place. Those of you that are watching online, you might not be in the room right now, but I believe God is setting you free. He's delivering you from sin. And the Red Sea that you've come out, it's going to part, and you're going to walk through and come out on the other side. And when Moses was delivered from Pharaoh... Now think about it. They, they leave Egypt. They get down to the, the sea. They have nowhere to go. There's mountains on both sides. The sea is in front of them. And then they see Egypt coming up behind them. The chariots and the dust beginning to billow. What do they do? They go to God and God opens a way through the Red Sea. And they get through there on dry land. They walk through and they see that, that the water and the fish all on both sides. Um, it was an amazing experience, I am sure. And they finally get through and up the other side. And guess what? Pharaoh says, well, if you got through, I'm going through too. Pharaoh and his armies and those chariots and those horsemen, they, they go down into that sea on that dry ground. They think and they're getting their way through there as well. And we all know the story. That sea closed back up. And every single chariot and every single horse and every single rider of those chariots and those horses, the Bible says they were thrown into the sea. They were destroyed and never to be remembered ever again. And Moses begins to sing this song. This is the song of Moses. It's the song of deliverance. It's the song of victory. Now, I I remember as a child, I'm not sure where I heard the song. Has anyone ever heard that song? These words? The horse and rider thrown into the sea. Okay. There's a VBS song, and I I decided, I didn't know if you would have heard it. It's a two-minute song. Sam, let's, let's go to VBS. I will sing unto the Lord. Sing it with me. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously, horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. The Lord is God, and I will praise Him. My Father is God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is God, and 
I will praise Him, my Father's God. It's almost over. Just a little bit more. One more time. Come on, get into this, young people. Children. Horse and rider thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. The Lord is God, and I will praise Him. My Father is God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is God, and I will praise Him. My Father's Yes, I will exalt him. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. It's like going to Sunday school on a Sunday morning. Now, I just wanted you to get those words down in your heart. This, this is the song of victory. 400 years you've been in slavery. 400 years, it's every day, seven days a week, early in the morning to late in the day, beaten and working hard and just sweating and toiling under a terrible taskmaster. And now, it's gone forever. So Moses, the leader, he's singing this song. And for 18 verses of Exodus chapter 15, he sings and he talks about the greatness of God and the power of God. He sang praises to God. He worshiped his God. He declared that he was a great God. He concludes the song. And then in verse 20, Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, the Bible says she grabs her tambourine. Now, we, we hide these at Life Church, okay? I tried to find the good one that we used to have at Life Church. I think if I was probably not too mistaken, I think it's probably in a dumpster and, or a landfill somewhere. But for this message, thank you to Sister Brenda for providing the tambourine. Sister Brenda has a tambourine, okay? Okay. Um, Miriam grabs her tambourine, and the Bible says that she begins to sing and begins to praise God. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Every single one of the children of Israel had just been set free from bondage. All of those people had just got set free from that terrible Pharaoh. They've all been set free from slavery and the beatings and the long days. They were all there that day. But what, it was a little lady. I'm not sure how little she was, but we're going to call her a little lady. That decides, you know what? I've been delivered. I've been set free. I'm no longer going back to that again. 
I don't have to deal with that mess ever again. I've been set free. I have a reason to worship. I've got something to praise God for. And Miriam is the first one to break out of praise. I don't know how she did it, but she got the tambourine. Maybe she, and I'm not a tambourine player. Are there any tambourine players? Anyone know how to beat this thing, Cecile? Are you a tambourine player? Stand up, stand up, come on. Okay, just, just show us a little, just a little bit, come on. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Nadria, Nadria, are you a tambourine player? Come on now. Show us your stuff. Hallelujah. All right. Anyone else want to give it a try? (laughs) The Bible says in verse 20, let's look at the verse again. It says, Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel or the tambourine in her hand. And all, someone say all. All all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Now, I'm not going to get any of you up here showing us your dance moves, okay? I'll let you do that for him, not for us. She began to think about her deliverance. She began to think about the things that were left behind in that sea. She began to think of all that God had done in her life. And she decided that it doesn't matter if anybody else is going to do it or not. I'm going to give some praise. And guess what? Praise is contagious. Praise is contagious. Hallelujah. All the women went out after her. All the women decided to find the tambourines. Dust that thing off. Man, that was pretty good right there. (laughs) I think I could do this. (laughs) That was as good as you ladies that were showing us how to do it. (laughs) That was just me dusting the thing off. I don't know if I can do it again, but... (laughs) And she began to sing the song that Moses had sung. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. Horse and the rider thrown into the sea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Contagious praise. I've seen it happen at Life Church before. Amen. Have you seen it happen at Life Church? There's something about someone that decides they're going to begin to praise God. It doesn't matter what's going on. I've just got so much that I've got to thank my God for. I've got so much I've got to praise my God for. I'm just going to get into my own little world right here, and I'm going to give praise to God. And God begins to show up. Too often, though, we come to church and we choose not to praise 
We're going through something. Our big toenail is not working very well. We focus on the problem. We focus on the situation. We focus on the trouble that we think we're going through. And and if you focus on that stuff, guess what? That is all you will see is your problem. But I want to give you a little biblical truth here today. I know it's been a little fun so far. But here's what the Bible has to say about this. If you've got a problem, don't be focusing on your problem. Because the answer to your problem is not you spending more time looking at it. The answer to your problem is to focus on the one who has the answer to your problem. The the, the way for you to really make that situation you're dealing with so much better is to focus your attention and give some praise to the one who holds the answers to your problems. In spite of your troubles, you decide that I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to wave my hands. I'm going to dance in his presence. That is when God shows up in a supernatural way. Paul the Apostle instructed the church at Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says this. In all the good things. Is that what it says? When everything's going good, no, it says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Someone say everything. David has another verse that's similar to that, Psalm 34 in verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Say that with me. Like, I mean, we don't, we don't, and I'm I'm talking to myself here right now too. We don't always do this. We get focused on our situations. We get focused on our troubles. We get focused on the the here and now. And and when we focus there, we're not focused on the one who has the answers for the here and now. But I'm telling you today, David had a solution. Paul had a solution. He said, read these words with me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, his praise shall continually. It's that praise that's down on the inside, that gratitude, that that gratefulness to God who's brought me out of that mess back there. He set me free. I'm free indeed. I'm going to praise him continually with my mouth. It really doesn't matter how you feel. It really doesn't matter what you're going through. It really doesn't matter anything. It's not dependent upon your circumstances. It's not dependent upon your feelings. You know, too often we have to get that certain feeling in church. We're waiting for that feeling. Oh, when I feel it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, oh, oh, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm there. Stop looking for that feeling. Stop waiting for that moment. It's the moment you feel, you know, at youth convention. That, 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 oh, it's the music's just right. You know, it, it's just, everything is kicking on 100 decibels and, or whatever, I don't know, what, what decibels. Well, I don't know how, how high they have it. At, everything's just kicking on 100 cylinders, okay? And you're just, okay, that, this is the moment. Okay, now, God, I'm going to give you some praise. Stop waiting for the moment. It really doesn't matter how you feel. 
It really doesn't matter how you feel deep down inside. He's worthy of praise. He deserves your praise. It doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you're broke. He's worthy. We begin to praise God no matter what's going on. We can begin to praise Him no matter what's wrong at home. We begin to praise Him no matter how much money is in our bank account. And when you do that, that's when God shows up in a powerful way. But too often, I'm almost done here, just give me a moment longer. We, we think that we've got our troubles. And too often... I don't feel like praising God right now because I'm going through such a mess and I'm looking for people to look at me and give me a little bit of pity. We're, 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 we're wanting to start a pity party. Let me tell you something. God doesn't show up at pity parties. He doesn't. Do you know where he shows up? He shows up at praise parties. Hallelujah. We've used this verse before, Psalm 22 and 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. He lives in, he inhabits, he dwells in the praises of his people. You, You want God to show up in your life? You begin to praise him, and God is there. Because he doesn't like the pity party, but he loves the praise party. Psalm 100 and verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I don't know about you, but I, I, I've been, we've been praising God here a little bit, and God has already shown up. And as we continue to praise him, God's going to do even more things in this room right now. I believe it. I believe it. Now, now we, we, we have our troubles. Yes, we do. All of you have troubles. If we could have you have a testimony service, we would all stand up and say, I've got this trouble. I've got... We all do. Yeah. Every single time we say, let's pray for our, our needs. Like, how many would raise your hand? You have a need? We all have needs. Amen? If you don't have a need, let me know. I'd like to share a few. <laughs> we all have our troubles. But I want you to think about the children of Israel. Talk about trouble. They had been in 400 years of trouble. If anyone had a reason to complain and have a pity party and and have a big one, it was the children of Israel. But Miriam wasn't sitting around feeling sorry for herself. All Miriam could think about is that the past is thrown into the sea. God has triumphed. Gloriously, the horse and the rider is thrown into the sea. So I'm going to praise my God. He's my God, my Savior, my victory. I'm going to praise him. And so she went and found her tambourine and decided, I don't care if anybody else is going to do this. I'm going to step out and I'm going to give praise to God. And when Miriam began to worship when Miriam began to give praise to her God, when Miriam began to step out in praise and worship with her tambourine, the Bible says that her praise was contagious. It was so contagious that not just a tenth of the women, not just half of the women, but the Bible uses the little word all, A-L-L, 
Her praise was so contagious that all the women began to worship and they began to dance before the Lord, remembering the great victory that God had done. Praise is contagious. In fact, I've gotten my notes here that praise is more contagious than a virus. Amen? Praise is more contagious than a virus. You know what? We, we've all been dealing with a lot of junk over this last 9, 10, 11, 12 months. Lockdowns and restrictions and travel stops and, and, and viruses and protocols and deaths even. We, we've been dealing with it together. And we, we could easily sit around on this first Sunday that we're together in 2021 and we could have a little COVID pity party. Woe is us. Will it ever end? I don't know. Who cares? He's worthy of praise. We get to come to church today. We get to come into the presence of God. God has shown up in the room. We need to give him some praise. I, I, I don't want to decide to have a pity party, but I just think today we need to have a praise party at Life Church where we decide in our spirit that I don't care what's going on at home. I don't care what's going on out there. I'm going to give God praise because he has done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. Praise is contagious. You know, in a church, in, in, a, in a church that's been around for a while, there's what we have. They're the mature saints. Someone say mature. mature. Now, not everybody in a, in a service is a mature saint. There's people that have been around a long time that are not mature. But I'm talking about every good church has some mature saints that, that when they see people sitting back, you know, we're singing, the team is doing a fabulous job, you know, leading us into worship, waymaker, and there's someone there, and you know, bumps on a log, what, what a mature Christian will do. They, they'll look at the long faces. They'll look at the, the hands that are hanging down. They'll, they'll look at the person that's not responding and not really worshiping in any way, at least from visible signs. And, 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 and as we learn about worship, it's not you can worship down in your heart, but there's an outward sign of praise and worship. There's something, and I, I, I've got it in my notes, I'm not sure I'll get to it today. There's, there's a biblical principle that it involves some motion of some sort. It involves some, some verbalizing some stuff of some sort. And, and mature Christians, they, what they decide to do, that they don't come over to that person and say, hey, Brother Al, you're not worshiping, you need to get it on here. No, what they do, you know what mature Christians do? They just start worshiping. They, they might walk a little close to Brother Al. Brother Al's kind of the one. He's the bump on a log. To, you, know, you know, hey, woo! You know what? You know why the mature Christians do that? Because they know praise is contagious. There's something about someone stepping out in praise. And it has something. It's, it's more contagious than this COVID virus. It can get on you, and it can get on you. And pretty soon, everybody's praising God in the house. I've seen it happen here. Sister Florence, I'm not going to pick on you. I've seen Sister Florence, like just a regular, just a ho-hum service. We don't want any more ho-hum services at Life Church. But we, we've had a few. And I've seen Sister Florence, I, I can think, and you were sitting maybe over in this section right here, right where Julie said, and all of a sudden you hear this little woo, and you see Florence, and she's down here. 
and she's, she's coming back and forth across the front here. Or she'll, she'll wrap herself around a section. And I, I'm telling you, Sister Florence, I've seen the atmosphere change because of your praise and because of your worship. And I don't want to pick on a lot. Malenka, I've seen you just stand there, the front row or the row there behind, and I've seen you just get up there and get jumping, and I've seen the atmosphere change. That's what contagious praise will do. Hallelujah. 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 I've got lots more to say here, and I feel like I need to wind this thing up. We all don't praise God the same way. I'm not saying we're all going to get up there and we're, we're all not going to do what you do. But we all need to praise. We're different personalities. We're high and we're low and we're in between. But it really doesn't matter when it comes to praising God. Praise is, is lifting your hands. Praise is bowing down. Praise is clapping your hands. Praise is shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. I heard one preacher say, what does the word triumph mean? Is this try it with a little umph? Just when you're going to go do it, just, just give it a little bit extra. Just try to give God a little bit more praise. Just try it with some oomph. The Bible talks about dancing before the Lord, leaping. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. These are different ways. Kneeling is, is, is a form of praise. People may think we're crazy, but that's in the book, folks. Those are just a few things that you can do in your praise and your worship. And I'm ready for God to just show up in a powerful way. I'm going to be like David, and I'm going to say what he said in Psalm 107. In verse 21, he says, Oh, that men and women, I'm going to include all of us here today, Oh, that men and women would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Has God been good to you? Has God been wonderful in your life? Has God met your needs? Has God answered any prayers? Has God done anything in your life? Oh, that Life Church, the people of Life Church, would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. Oh, that Life Church would praise Him for the wonderful works to all of us. Verse 22 says, Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And declare, someone say declare, and declare his works with rejoicing. Oh, I'm going to declare the goodness of God. I'm going to declare it with rejoicing. I'm going to, I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands because he's been so good to me. Hallelujah. You know, when God saved you, he didn't just save you to get you to heaven. No, 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 no. That's not the only reason. Yes, you're going to get to heaven. When he saves you, that is one of the great benefits. We're going to go to see him one day, very, very soon. But he didn't just save you at the altar and poof, you're gone. He left you here. And many people don't understand their purpose as a child of God. And I'm going to, in a nutshell, tell you what it is. If you want to know what your purpose as a child of God is, it's 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation. You've been chosen. You're a royal priesthood. You're, you're, you're royal. You're a holy nation. You're his own special people. Here's the purpose. That you, someone say me. Point to yourself right now. 
Everybody, everybody point to yourself. This is you. That you, would pro, that you may proclaim the reason God saved you, the reason God has delivered you, the reason God set you free, the reason he didn't snatch you and take you to heaven on the day of your salvation. He left you here. That you might proclaim his praises, the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Your reason, your purpose for existence, the reason you're still on this planet is to praise him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so excited about this, this sermon today. I, I'm just like lit up. I feel like I'm, my face is red because I've been doing a lot of shouting. But we're not only going to praise him here, and I think from the day from today until the day we die, we must make that determination in our heart. He's been so good to me. He's done so much for me. It doesn't matter what's going on, but when I get into the house of God, I'm going to be one of the praisers. I'm not looking for a pity party. You know why people look for pity parties? Because it gives them attention. Don't, don't, don't let that be your source of fulfillment. Get your fulfillment about getting into the presence of God and giving him great praise and letting that praise get off of you onto someone nearby and letting God flow through you through your praise. Let's all stand together. One more portion of scripture. One day in the not too distant future, we're going to join the nations of the world. Every tongue and every kindred and every tribe and every nation around the throne. And it's going to be a great praise party in heaven. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 says this, After these things I looked, and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. These are the ones that have been set free by the blood of the Lamb. Let's, let's read on. And crying out. Someone say crying out. We're going to be crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all angels, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, here's what we're going to be saying in heaven. Amen. Someone say amen. amen. Read this with me. Blessings and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it's time for a saint of God. I don't have extra tambourines here today, but you've got your 10-stringed instrument. You've got your hands you can lift in praise. You've got your voice you can say, God, I love you, and you can praise. There's five X's at the front. If you want to come to the front, five people, five groups can come. But I want this to, we conclude this service. And I believe that God wants to do something supernatural in someone's life today. God wants to fill someone with the Holy Ghost today. God wants to heal someone's body today. I believe that when we decide to praise Him, walls will come down. 
when we decide to lift him up, we can claim victory through our praise. I believe right now that God will live in your praise, that God will inhabit your praise, and your body can be healed, you can be set free, you can be delivered. We can be delivered right now. Because praise is contagious. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.